Peace and love, everyone. Welcome to episode 21 of Sex Talk with Ayana the Model. And this episode, we are going to invite Femme Dussois. And she will be talking to us all about her sex life, sex escapades, sex experiences. And I am excited. No, I am a female born woman, baby. Period. Um, yes, I am going to send her a request. Just in case. Oh, man down. Just in case she hasn't hopped on yet. There she goes. Welcome. Wait till she hops on. Peace, everybody. It's going to be a wonderful talk tonight. <laughs> Give thanks. Hey, babe. Hello. Hold on, let me um, hey. add a little something here. Right. You're like, <laughs> let me uh, see what I can eat. I am well. If I put Perfect. it this lower, if I All lower right. my body, it's better. Hold on. Let's see. I want to show more of me. So, okay. I will. Okay, that's good. Hey, babe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Let me How I'm are you? The way I want it to look. Or... Yeah. That's the thing about it. Like, whenever you do multiple sharing of the yeah. lives, they just crop everything. So I'll often just try to put it in a space where, like, I know the top and the bottom of my face is at least going to show. But I'm just yeah. like, child, you're going to see these shoulders, and that's about it. Conversations. That's good. <laughs> How are you? Right. Oh, Lord. This job's one more time. I swear to God. I'm good. Technical difficulties, apparently. I'm good. You get Hi, all everybody. the love in the comments. We're having Rebel Talk and good conversations. Just stick around. Indeed. But I'm good. I'm actually in the process of moving. The space that I'm at now um, is a room, and I have like other roommates in the house. and I'm over there with my mom for a little bit and just like recalibrating, getting back. So where are you now? You're everything still... together. So I'm still in Atlanta. My mom actually lives in Atlanta too. So I'm here. I'm going to be here probably for at least, well, definitely for six months, but probably for another year uh, before I make my move to the West Coast. So wow. all good. I'm moving to LA after this. 
Mm-hmm. I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. But um, I think it's also good that I'm going to stay here because I think that the type of lifestyle I want to live in Atlanta, it can offer me and I haven't accessed it yet. And I feel like I will be doing myself a disservice if I don't give myself the opportunity to live that life. And also, I think that just just because of circumstance and like how I moved down here and who I moved down here with just like all made it so that, you know, the That's highest potential of me in the city is not there. But it's your work, your lifestyle, the people you want to, you want to work with. Like when I came here to Florida, I really struggled with finding everything that I want. So I'm moving to Orlando mm. pretty soon. Um, probably with, because I do work there and I have other people that want to work with me. So it's definitely, yeah, a go for me. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. There was a creative who I just recently linked with who lived in Orlando for like 10 years and then just made the move from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale. Decided that he didn't like that move and literally wow. just moved back a to lot London of like three days ago. Like, I noticed it's like a back and forth. Life changing, everything's evolving. So you want to be where everything is high, where it's good for you. I think there would be good for me for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it's just a matter of just feeling settled and getting everything calibrated to run smoothly, to flow smoothly, and for everything that I want in order yeah. to happen, like, <laughs> seamlessly. That's where we're at. That's where we're at, but good to know. Well, I know you have a lot of beautiful supporters in here, but for people who are also here in the live who do not know who you are, just briefly express who you are, um, your name, sure. and just a little so bit. So my name is Jadal Diverso. I was born in Haiti, came here in 05. So one of the main things for me is that I, you know, I became a muse, a central muse. Uh, so how I usually describe myself is I am a central muse, and I'm also a central creator, and also a businesswoman in the making. <laughs> so, like, I love doing um, with my day to day is to create content, you know, central content. I really love sensuality, talking about sensuality, um, promoting uh, the creative expression of sensuality. So, like, my goal within the next few years will be to, like, you know, build my brand some more. You know, like launch my own platform, uh, promote other creators like me, help other women become more sensual, and just keep doing this. This is what I'm about. Um, about my personality, I am shy sometimes, bold sometimes. Um, I'm a very uh, free-spirited person. I have my own mind, uh, my own beliefs. I live life my own way. Like, you know, I create my world, my realm, and I just exist in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> oh, we love that. Yeah. Um, all of that. All of wanted that. Wanted to share something else? Yeah. Right. So, yes, this is Femme Du Soir or Jodelle. If you do not know her, she's amazing. I've been following her for a little bit. We actually collaborated on an event that I did where I showcased my film. So she was able to watch it and she was also the guest speaker for that. Um, so I'm just really happy to have her on the platform to speak more about sensuality and sexuality. Um, as much as she's a central muse, I consider myself the same thing. And I love to just build on the platform to have more people 
become more educated on something that they don't really know that much about or something that they just feel very shameful about or something they might just be very embarrassed about. Um, there's a lot of shadow that goes around sensuality and sexuality. So I think anything that is showing light to that is just more liberating. And I am excited to always have these conversations. So to start us off, what is your experience with so sex? my experience with sex has always been pretty healthy you know i was always open-minded um you know i started reading about sex pretty pretty early like around i would say 11 years old Probably. so i you know i read books my, my mom and dad so i grew up in haiti they have you know they have a school so they're teachers they have their own school teaching people so they have a huge, huge library. So I used to spend my time in the library, like I, you know, very young. I love books, so I used to go and read like sensual books and sex books. So that's how I became connected with sex. So I, you know, I used to go on blogs, like French blogs, reading about sex and just you know, like learning. So theoretically, I was always I already knew what sex was. So teenager, my really relationship with sex was already healthy i was not like insecure you know about my you know my sexuality and the, the idea of sex i was always like i see the beauty of it that's one of the things i you know i see about sex like the beauty of two people coming together like enjoying their bodies experiencing pleasure you know it's like for me it was always beautiful in my head like without i you know I, my, my parents they really um kept us in the way i grew up so i really didn't know the idea of the world about sex just what i read and what i knew was always beautiful to me and that always stayed with me even within my work like thing that i'm very happy about because i was able to learn about it at, at, a, at a very young age also my mom was very open when it came to teaching me about sex and learning about it so it was always a good vibe whole idea <laughs> nice so it's very interesting that you started to read about it very young i think that i also was exposed to i guess the idea of nudity as a body and connecting two bodies together i don't think i understood the concept and i was definitely not reading about sex it was funny because when i was in middle school between the ages of 11 and 13, there were so many people reading Zane books and they all love Zane books, they all love the sex books and I never read them. And not because I couldn't get my hands on them and not because my mother would have said anything about it because she's an avid reader and I'm sure if I would have picked it up, she would have been like, okay, because she exposed me to my first book that exposed the right. body to the you know naked form. But I was just never interested in someone else's idea of what sex was supposed to be read as or sound like for whatever reason i felt like y'all too fast and like i'm just gonna do it when i do it on my time um but there was an educational standpoint or like an educational lens to me looking at bodies um in the book that my mom gave me which was called it's perfectly normal and i forgot the author but i i don't know if it's the same author who also illustrates but it is an illustrated book that describes like bodies it has like a whole timeline like in the middle of the book that you open it it has a whole like 
illustrated description of like infants all the way to someone who's like 89 years old but you can see their body you see their breast their butt their penis or their vulva like you see everything and the book is literally called it's perfectly normal so i grew up thinking that normalcy is the body that's naked you know normalcy is you walking around without covering up anything and you expressing yourself in that way as a source of freedom is like what's the most beautiful so maybe that kind of gave me an idea of like why i always kind of felt free because i think coupled with having that experience and then walking around the house naked with a bunch of women who also walk around the house naked like there was a normalcy to our bodies and i think that that has showed up in my art a lot would you say that you um well it sounds like you didn't really have a lot of heavy negative influence when you were younger so would you say that like there was not a lot of negative influence from like religion like did your family have any like practices that they did that um had any views about the body so we, or sexuality we are like young. religious in my family i grew up catholic but um no there there's there aren't really any shame towards you know like my mom kind of like my mom had something with my body because i when i was young um i was very thin so that's the i mean when it comes to like my body that's the only thing i can remember like my mom making me eat more you know like caribbean people <laughs> my mom making me eat Mm -hmm. more so i could gain weight but there's there's there aren't any shame towards the body any no heavy discussion religious religious discussion either like in my family we're pretty much you know settled in our be beliefs and whatever they were yeah. yeah interesting very interesting very uncommon as well like being from the caribbean and also like being of religious background um, so that's dope. I think for me, because my mom was very agnostic, she raised us where we like believe that there is a higher power, but that's like the extent of it. And then my dad was Rasa. My dad's from Jamaica. My dad had locks. She converted into being uh, Rasta as well. So she was vegetarian. She stopped eating meat. We grew up not eating meat. We grew up having locks in our hair. So there's a lot of different things that we did growing up. So we just look different and act different and talk different than everybody else we were around. Um, and a part of that was not have any like major uh, religious thought that was kind of inflicted. Like even, even what we believed was like a... Uh, a minority type of belief system at the time like no one else around us in school like knew what we were doing or had any like idea of what we did um and because of that i feel like there was also no shame because there's not much there there is certain shame in sexuality if if you think about like rasta culture in connection to caribbean in general but also jamaica like me being a queer woman for example but i don't think that it was that um at, i don't think it was at the forefront of my mind when i was exploring my body in those ways i was just like a kid exploring but it it didn't i didn't have the words to understand like right. the type of woman that i was or the type yeah. of identity I'm that i really to that too because i was naturally free like with myself and naturally sensual like without even knowing what the word sensual meant but that's how i knew i'm like well it was just i was it was just really sensual you know that's beautiful to be that way it's beautiful mm -hmm. i agree what 
Okay, so I think that that kind of answers the next question because you said you have always been naturally sensual. I guess what would be the moment or the pivot point when you started to understand the language so, for who you were? So through my work, definitely. But um, yeah, because when I came, when I, you know, when I became a teenager, ever since, ever since I was a kid, I was always like into nature. The way I was sensual as a kid is not the same as an. So like when I, I okay was, explain you that know, you know the meaning of being sensual is being aware of your surrounding and you know engulfing yourself in the moment, being mindful you know like practicing mindfulness all of that. So I, this is what it meant for me when I was a child. I would love the sun. I like being in the sun. You know sometimes I take pictures and I post some some um, captions like sunbathing. I don't know if people understand what I mean. But when I was little, I would sit on the sun, like literally like driving myself, like enjoying the sun, like looking at the, you know, the stars. And Haiti, you could see all the stars. I, and like enjoying the wind, like just going out with my hair out. I used to remove my shirt. I was so free. I, I used to remove my shirt and run in the streets. Like my mom, like that girl's, that girl's crazy. <laughs> but that's just how I was. I was always enjoying like being in the moment, being enjoying everything so that's how i was sensual as a kid and then when i became a teenager i was still sensual but i was insecure in my body when i came here in america becoming a muse helped me explore my body so that's when i started you know returning to myself returning to like enjoying what it means to be free again without fears so work that i that i did really helped me um, become free of my body and join sensations again, allowing myself to feel. Because a lot of people, their problem is they can't allow themselves to feel. They're shackled by religious mm -hmm. beliefs, what people, are, you know, people's opinion. You know, they want to ask permission to be themselves. Like that's my work liberated me from from any type type of fears that I ever had. I'm so free again. I could go outside. I could go anywhere. I think I wrote that in the caption. I could go anywhere naked. <laughs> like, I won't have any issues at all because I'm free and I reclaimed myself. I reclaimed my, my womanhood. I reclaimed, I reclaimed pleasure. Basically, like, pleasure. Like, allowing myself to feel pleasure again. Allowing myself to just be Jodel, like not just Pam Jusual, like my character that I, have, I am in my, but also who I'm, I really am, you know, which is a side I don't really show in my work. And next year, I'm going to show like my real, real self, return to my real, real self, like without having to be a, like a persona, you know? So that, like, that's how I return, like, sensuality really, like, exploring sensuality really allowed me to return to myself. I'm free. It's, it's, it feels good. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I have two questions, not necessarily related. So the first would be, what was the catalyst for you to be insecure about your body in your teenage years? And then aside from that, what separates sure. Jodel from so Femme de Soie? The catalyst was I was always around curvy, curvier woman than me. So... And again, let's go back to Caribbean, their mindset, like raising, being raised in the Caribbean, they do implore like, you know, curves and being fascinated with, you know, like a curvy woman. So I didn't feel like I was curvy. I didn't feel like I was, I was really thin. I, I you know, I didn't even 
reach puberty yet. So it's like it was very odd for me to love myself and being like having my mom telling me that I need to eat more. I was always confident, but he things you need to eat more. You need to like don't wear this. Is and my sister was already curvy, and it's like my body's not good. That's how I started. I started to feel like my body wasn't good. I didn't like myself. I started wearing like baggy clothes, and I became really insecure. Like some like when I was around like sixteen, seventeen years old, I wouldn't even go out. When people invite me, I'm like I'm not gonna go out because I'm so skinny. No guy's gonna like me. <laughs> That's how I used to think. I'm like nobody's gonna like me. I'm skinny, so like my body's not good. And I was very depressed for like, you know, I forget what, how old I was. I think I was around 19, 19, 20. I was very, very depressed. I never used to go out, just stay home listening to music and just like speak on the phone with my long distance boyfriend. It was just so sad. It was just a sad period in my life. And I really needed to like let go of that fear of, you know, being thin or small and that's how my work liberated me like and i invented i invented that first pers persona Sandra squad because also i i'm already i mean the way i started with my work is through poetry and writing so wherever i was in in these <laughs> poems and writings i became in real life anybody that used to follow me back then would tell you that it was my poems you know my writing that allowed them to follow me so that's true because i became whoever i used to write about the woman that woman that was very bold became femme du soir and i was i felt good when i said it I'm like yeah i created that person in the in the dark the woman of the night i remember that i had my my tumblr and i'm like let me create a tumblr let me express myself and i called it femme du soir and i became her and that's the difference like my real self is very very shy form on set when you mm. would tell me to pose and do my erratic poses and i would just transform into time to swallow like i become liberated and and free but now i'm free so i don't really have to tap into her no more she's a part of me now like, i don't have to like imagine her anymore like it's part of me and i can return to being shut out like it's you know it's just there in me. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I think that it's, um, I think that like having to grow into that body confidence is one thing, but also like both of us are Pisces for anyone who doesn't know. And I know that like for the Pisces sun, it is a huge part of our ego to have that shyness and to have that quietness, to have that mysticism, to have that timidness, you know. Um, and there's a lot of people who don't see it when we are adults because they see us in certain particular I'm shy, aspects, but I'm really you know? shy. A lot of people say, wait, what? You're shy? I'm like, yes, I am really, really shy. Like, I would smile and hide my face, but that's not what you see in my photos because it's not the... I'm not going to say it's not the real me. It's just like another part of me. Like, Femme Square is the woman inside of me. So when you come on my page, you follow me, you're not seeing me as I am now. You're seeing someone inside of me. Part of me that you probably, for my lover, you would see, you know? Um, I'm not that person every day in my life, but I love that I created her. And I allow myself to be become her. 
that whatever I imagine. So when I go on my page, I'm really living my fantasy. That's who I'm in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's major. I think that I'm the same way. Like I tell people who are close to me, like if I'm having a conversation with them, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a shy person. They're like, shy. I'm oh, like, you- yeah, I'm shy. Like, <laughs> just because I feel like people don't expect you to be shy and be social. Or people don't expect you to be shy and bold. But shyness does not exist in a vacuum, you know. And shyness is not just one thing that overcomes or swallows everything else that you have going on with yourself. It's just a part of who you are. And it comes out in certain ways. Like, my shyness comes out in small groups and intimate settings. So I could be naked in front of anybody. I could be naked in front of a room full of 5,000 people so much easier than I can in front of a room with five people. And they're telling you to like, you know, come in the room and there's four people sitting there and you're going to be the fifth one. Like that will make me a little bit more nervous because it is such an intimate and close connection. Like I, I can look every single person in the eye and like that closeness and that vulnerability makes me a little bit more shy than if I go on a stage and like the entire sea of people is something that looks like one big black bob that I can ignore, you know? Um, so I definitely see that. I definitely can resonate with that as well. And, um, I guess let's get into sensuality. I saw someone write in the chat a while back. Um, I guess what is sensuality? We kind of discussed that, but why do you think it is important for you? And, uh, why do you dedicate your life to sharing this type of lifestyle? Sensuality is a great part of my life. Like, it's something that I was never able to disassociate myself with. Essential. I, I was always writing about, um, you know, like my writings, like erotica and sensual poems, making love making. It's such a big part of my life. I started writing since I was fourteen years old. So, like, I feel like this is what saved me, and I think it's something that every woman should practice. Almost, a, almost like a, your mini, mini, you know, self-care routine, rituals, in whichever way you want to do it with your partner, with yourself, because it makes you feel good about yourself. Like my work in the way that I did it, I don't know for anybody else, because everybody have different experiences, but in the way that I did it, posing nude, like, you know, I, I used to pose nude five days a week, even on the weekends. Every day I was naked in front of people, every single day for artists, for, you know, sculptors, for students. So it was just always something, you know, like in my life for the, like three years, three, five years ago where I was always naked. So that did something to me. I don't know. It just removed a lot of fears in me, first and foremost. And then now that I'm creating sensual work where I return to my body, where I allow my, 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 you know, myself to touch my body, you know, my sensual videos in the shower, I do like also erotic massages, but you can, oh, there's multiple ways to, it's still like multi-dimensional. There's multiple ways with your partner, with yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like it instills a certain confidence that no one can take away from you. That's what I feel like. You can tell me I'm ugly. You can tell me I'm skinny now. You can tell me whatever you want. I've seen my body so much and I've seen all of it, every part. I know that I'm beautiful. It doesn't matter what people think of me what opinion they may have of me, like, because I am a sensual being and I am able to be in the moment, 
you know, just enjoy being alive, enjoy being myself, enjoy being a woman, enjoy being good to my man or giving him pleasure. Like all of that makes me a valuable person. And I think that is something that we need to teach women, young women especially, how to explore that part of them. That we're not, we're not just sexual beings. Are sensual and sensuality and exploring should be at the core of your life it makes you love life i'm telling you love people more all my fans will tell you that oh i love jordelle because she replies to me i became really i was always nice to people but like i really became humble and compassionate because i'm sensual you know i am feminine because i'm sensual so it's just something I think we have to stress to women, teach them how to do it, show them the voice. It's very healing, I would say. Yes, amen to that. Yes, I agree. Um, I have mentioned on some of my other sex talks that I, um, as a sensual muse as well, I love sensuality and I started to understand a little bit more about my sexuality, which is mm -hmm. more energetic than anything. And I think that discovering that for myself just reinforces the fact that my sensual self and who I am as a sensual being um, needs to be stimulated first and foremost and for the length like lengthiest amount of time in order for me to feel any inclining of like connection with someone in order for me to even do anything sexual to begin with um but i think that you're right i think that when it comes to sensuality just because it is in and of itself a enhancement of the senses that you feel you are touching more you are seeing more you are smelling more you are feeling more like everything that you are doing you're doing more and it does nothing but allow you to be present because if you are not checking in with yourself then you can't be sensual with yourself like it it allows you to find the truth about your body it allows you to understand you know who you are and um and in turn who other people are because if you know yourself it's it's much easier it's to get to know when you know else, yourself it's you know? easier to um be good in bed with your men it's easier to just be comfortable in bed and also it's gonna add to your, you know to your normal life whatever you do your work, the way you talk, the way you speak, the way you behave, it's gonna, you know, add some little spice here and there. Like, you know, <laughs> it's gonna spice up your life, basically. Because, like, me, I could be in a group of women of all kinds, all walks of life, and I'm still gonna be secure. I'm not insecure. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I just love me mm -hmm. and I can appreciate anybody else for whoever they are. I don't want to be anybody else. I love me so much that I could pour into anybody else. It, you know, it just bring that radiant light out, you know, inside of you or outside of you, you know? Something I think women should explore deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Couple of other questions. What do you think are some myths people have about you based on your personality or your zodiac sign? Um, mm, oh my god. Because I'm Pisces. Oh my god. 
<laughs> you know i'm pisces and i do that type of work because a lot of men think pisces are whores like yes yes that's basically what they say like we sleep around i think we're just free spirited um women or person um so i think pisces are just free people we don't like to be tied tied down to to things i think we're, we're, we we are one of the most flexible signs ever like me i don't like lies i don't like um pretending in relationships i don't like being something that i'm not i can't so if i'm open to certain things i would love that my partner is open to certain things like i could be the most honest partner ever I lie to you if you you know you don't create that atmosphere that environment you know i want us to be able to open up and that's a problem we're not everybody can be as vulnerable as we are so i i don't think the pisces women are whores whatever i think they just haven't found that partner where they can be themselves with but i, I think that's a huge mm. a huge misconception another thing another thing that bothers me oh my god let me just say this people think that we are weak April, Um, if you go on any yeah. <laughs> astrologer's page right now, they would say, "Oh, Pisces like weak." Da 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 da. Like I'm like, oh my god, can people stop saying that we're weak? Just because we're <laughs> emotional and sensitive, is em being able to feel your emotions, having emotional intelligence is not a weakness. Being kind is not a weakness. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I just don't understand why people keep saying that we're weak. I'm one of the strongest women on planet Earth. Like. Close to me, you're like, girl, you're you're strong, like. But why would people say that we're weak? I don't know. That's that really bothers me. About that's a huge misconception. We we're, we're one of the strongest strongest signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that like I have other signs in my chart, of course, that kind of play into who I am as a Pisces woman, um, with it being my sun sign, but. Um, I've had other Pisces like say like, you know, you're like a different type of Pisces or like, you're like a really strong Pisces or you're, you know, you're, you're a unique type of Pisces. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm extremely tapped into my Pisces son, but I just know that it doesn't have to show up like a weakness and it doesn't have to show up like something that should be timid and scared. And even though I'm a shy person and I had timidness when I was younger, like, that has nothing to do with me growing as a person and like who I understand myself to be still with all those traits within myself, but just being a very secure individual who is a Pisces woman. Like that has nothing to do with me being like scared and me being like, but it's very interesting too. because I've never really heard of people say anything about Pisces being promiscuous. So it's interesting that you say that, but I can, I can easily see that if i think about the type of people that we are because I, i know that pisces women are very free and so with that being said i can see how you know people can even assume that they are promiscuous when they yeah. just are romantic or they just are connected because with me i'm a central muse i have a podcast called sex talk you know i love discussing everything about sexuality and sensuality i think it's fascinating i do believe that if you don't strengthen and build confidence around this part of your life you will be breaking yourself 
in so many other parts of your life and you cannot be showing up as your whole autonomous self if this part is broken because it's such a huge part of who you are and if you display it you will find people who are in the same community of it as you are but if you keep it hidden like most people do you're going to feel like you're all alone and you're going to be running around in that energy of shame and doubt and disgrace and you're not going to be able to become fully who you are so it's also my mission to talk about things like this in order to spread awareness and build community around this type of stuff but i'm also abstinent so it's like i feel like people just they just assume whatever it is that you do whatever work that you have and whatever ways that you come off um there has to be some type of like hyper promiscuity connected to that or like hypersexuality connected to that just because you are comfortable being free and freedom and like trauma promiscuous promiscuity and that's what really bothers me because a lot of people when they come on my page they'll be like oh my god like she's so free she she must be also free in bed or she must also be like uh you know how how they say that that type of woman in the room she you know like just jumping them (laughs) you know I'm like, no, oh my God, I'm not, and I'm not even a dominant person. I'm not, I'm dominant in my business. When it comes to having business with me, you're going to see a different side of me. Like I'm very, this is me in my business. But when it comes to me being a sensual woman or like expressing my sensuality, I'm very soft. Like I'm very, I am very submissive to my man, my partner, you know, like I am not, dominant but i don't know but my work doesn't come off as that and i can understand that maybe people see another side of me i can't really speak for everybody but i am very sensual soft i'm very feminine with my men so i wouldn't say that i i'm what they think no i mean a lot of people do see who i am also but most people do think oh my god let me just speak to this girl i'm trying to get with her like let me try and see if i could sleep with her and i am very difficult to sleep with like i'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a mental person <laughs> so it's really hard to get to me like to my heart or inside of my head like if you're in my life as my lover good because it's not easy to be that person to me at all i am really not promiscuous you know if I'm single, I may explore with different partners, different months, whatever. I've never stuck with one person, with two people in the same week. Like, I've never, I've never, never. So I'm really not promiscuous. I don't like having multiple partners either because I feel like my body, if I'm giving myself to you, I want to give my whole self to you. I want to give the best of me. That's something I really stress. Like, I have to give the best of me and everything in life. Like, if you come on my page, my passions, my the way i do my page like the profile i i want to give my best if you're gonna chat with me as my fan you're gonna say i'm gonna reply to you i'm giving the best of me always to everybody like if i can't give the best of me i'm gonna rest you're not gonna see me online i'll be resting but yeah that's something that's really important for me so having a bunch of partners is a hell no to me (laughs) hell no i would i wouldn't be able to be myself yeah interesting that's interesting you say that i think that for me i can agree and disagree because i do identify as a poly person but i do believe that i am completely comfortable being a monogamous person but it's not 
an identity that I have wholly assumed. And I think largely it's like the lifestyle that I do want to live too, because I do believe that I will have a life partner. And I do believe that that life partner will be one person as opposed to persons. But I know that it will not be traditional. And I know that it will be alternative. And I know that it will be different. I know that this life partner with me will explore with other people, you know, um, even if we are not doing other relationships outside of each other, that we will be doing other things with other people together. Um, so there's like a, a type of... Um, of exploration and, and separation of like just the two of us I guess that I definitely am into um but yeah I agree with the promiscuity thing I definitely I'm the type of person who I can comfortably have two lovers at one time but I that's like that's it like I can't like any more than that it's just it's it's a lot um, I have two people at the same time like, but not like during sleeping with them at, at once or whatever but I could be into two people at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I usually, uh, to your point, yeah, I usually have maybe like one or two lovers a year. I probably have a connection with one person sexually. Um, I'm also like very, I can be more sexually monogamous, but more polyromantic as well. Like I really like the connection, the closeness, the vulnerability, the intimacy with me and more than one person, um, that can be even more than two people. But usually, even if I am doing that and exchanging that romantic energy, because I love being in that energy, I'm probably sexual with one person still. So a lot of it, um, going back to like the misconception, like that can be misconceived as like, oh, maybe she kind of has everything with <laughs> like, no, it's not me doing everything with everybody. It's just me, you know, having one thing with one person and me exchanging, like, a very familiar and pleasurable intimacy and closeness with a lot of different people. And that, to me, um, yeah, just feels good. I mean, good I think everybody should well. do what makes them feel good, especially when it comes to pleasing yourself and giving yourself the kind of pleasure that you deserve. I believe everybody should do what they, you know, feel comfortable with. And and then one thing that bothers me is that people generalize everything. Like, you come on my page, you see what I do, and you're like, oh, she's mm -hmm. promiscuous. Or they go on your page, oh, she's probably a wild woman in bed. Da, 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 da. You should always allow yourself to get to know somebody before making judgments. Like, me, I don't judge people. Like, I just, I allow myself to get to know them to see who they are. That's the, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I opened up that space as well, for sure. Um, what is your biggest sexual fear? Biggest sexual fear? Um, I would say to be raped. Um, I've never been raped. Mm -hmm. But I think that would be like a big fear for me because I'm not really like a, I was saying to you earlier, I'm not physical like that. Like you have to really get inside of my head. So the idea of somebody just touching me and grabbing my body and taking advantage of me, it's really, would it would bother me. I would probably get over it because I'm strong mentally also. That's another thing. I probably would get over it. But in the moment of it happening, that would be very repulsive for me. Yeah, that's not something I can deal with. I, you know, no. That would be horrible. And I, I feel sad for anybody who went through that, you know, who go through that. I remember one time I went to a group where I met women expressing, you know, such situations, and it was sad to hear what they went through, and they 
you know, they continuously go to those groups to recover and like relate to other women and heal. So that has been a fear of mine to be raped. Even when I'm, even when I started doing this type of work that I'm doing, like working with painters, I I rejected a lot of gigs. I rejected a lot of um, offers because you know part of my journey was I, I mean part of my journey is that I did it by myself. I was by myself a lot in the beginning. I didn't have like an agent. I didn't have anybody booking me, so I was always booking myself. So I really was careful with who I work with. So I'm very proud of myself because everybody I work with was decent people and I never had those experiences, thank God. But that has been one of my fears, working as a model and doing this type of work and being around certain people. So you never know what could have happened. That <laughs> was very like serious. I would Frank said, I would never do certain things. After work, I would just go back home, never really hang out with, with people because you just don't know people's intentions. It's very tricky. So that's not something you can teach anybody. It's, it comes down to your decisions, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, that was, that was one of my fears. I'm proud that I was never involved in any kind of situations that would all, you know, lead to, to that happening. Yes, I actually have the same fear. And it's interesting, too, because I avoid the times that I have expressed on sex talk, like what the, my fear actually was. I avoided saying the word. Um, I think that like there is a. I'm not sure. I think there is a trigger, I guess, a trigger for me when it comes to like hearing the word. And I went to all women's college as well. So I think that me growing up with a house full of women, my mom, my two sisters, gaining the camaraderie, the connection and the women empowerment that I took on to college and then took on beyond college and then was in college listening to women's stories, hearing their experiences back at home, on campus, at other campuses nearby. Like this was a story for so many women and it just became, I think it had always been a fear of mine. I used to definitely have, um, really disturbing nightmares about that in particular when I was little. And I think like, as I grew up, I just started to um, just be more in tune. I would do things that people would, I would do things that was unsafe. I would <laughs> like when I was in like middle school and high school, like I used to do things that were unsafe, but I think that I always did things that felt right to me. And I always trusted myself in those choices. So even though I can explain the scenery and the 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 experience and you're like oh that does seem unsafe because i felt safe i went with that and it led me to always be safe um and i think that like not everything is just like oh a feeling and you just know what's going on but a lot of it is and i think that like the 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 the, the less you listen to yourself the more you are able to get into situations where your body is telling you that other things are happening because your body is much more than the physical. It is the chemical. It is the external. It is the energy around you. You have an electromagnetic field that surrounds your body. That's why you can put your hand on top of your skin and like feel heat or feel like the little hair stand up. Like there is a, a space outside of the space that you have that is your flesh. And if you are tuned in to the frequency around you, your body's going to let you know what's going on. Um, now, whether you tune in or tune out of that is how much you've trained yourself to listen 
without questioning who what you have to say you know like you don't know the voice you don't know where it comes from you don't know you don't you don't know like how to have a conversation all the time but if you listen and you take that without any question usually you'll be led in the right direction so i think i've been very lucky um to have had all these opportunities for me to tap into my body in order for me to actually know enough about my body so when i felt something i was always right and when i didn't feel anything i went with it um and i'm very yeah. blessed to also um, have never had it happened experience. more than we more than you know tell anything oh, don't, oh don't, don't express it don't tell anybody it's a secret it's just, you know they're, they're ashamed about it you know it's very sad but a lot of women are raped without you know, just mm -hmm. really sad a girl that i that follows me uh she's she's um she's a white girl and she told me her experience and she said it's funny how when i came on your page usually i don't like nude models but there's something about your work that helped me heal from that experience oh my god that's so sweet like she she told me like something about how you write and how you express yourself how you own yourself in your work that allows me to look at myself that way and help you know help me heal because she was raped and she told me like it destroyed her for many many years and i don't think that would like, honestly for me if i get raped it would bother me in the moment but i have something in me that's that i could just remove anything that bothers in my head and move on from it and i already have that in them you know like a lot of people it takes them time some people never recover they just say it's never recover from that they never mm -hmm. trust me anymore they never go out do certain things or wear certain type of clothing anymore because they're they're afraid it's terrible terrible mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i agree yeah it is a big fear of mine i definitely um have had women's circles and health space for um, a lot of women in that way. I have also been shared that information from a lot of women. And um, it's something that I'm very, very- Yeah, another thing that relates to that also is like when you're young and the, the woman gets molested really young and getting the body parts, you know, touched and all of that is just part of being raped. You know, like I, you know me that's something i really want to stress to parents when you, you have kids you really have to talk to them you know like my i, I want to say thank you to my mom and dad because when i was younger i would never used to go to anything parties nothing 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 like that. <laughs> i didn't do anything there's certain things till right now i haven't done i still like i'm very like life is just a whole new thing to me still at that age so yeah i think then because maybe something would have happened to me because one of my friends told me that she was molested out of you know when she was you know, when she used to go to parties so maybe something would have happened to me you never know I, I i'm glad that i was sheltered from a lot of things yeah my, my mom was so strict about us going to other people's houses that she would mention that to us she would say i don't want you to go with this person's house because i don't know who's in their house and i don't want something to happen to you guys where you guys are molested or raped and she would just say it and we would be like no mommy they're not a rapist and you know we're really young we're eight years old we just want to have that sleepover but it 
she literally would make decisions and then tell us exactly why she was making those decisions so that we had the mind and the consciousness to understand why there was restrictions around what we could and could not do. As I rolled around, I understood why they did a lot of things. So I actually learned about life at 25 years old. That's when I really came out of my world, like my parents' world. Like, and I started learning at 25. I'm 33 now. Like, so that's the age, like a few years ago. I never went to certain parties. I never did certain, like, go, like, go to pool parties or nothing like that. Nothing with group of friends. I was not around people. So, I mean, it made, feel, it made me feel good also because, like, I have my own mind. I, you know, I'm, I was not, not under, like, peer pressure to be somebody else or, like, outside influences. I am me. If you meet me, you're going to see like a very rare person because I'm, I didn't have outside influences to make me become anybody else. Like I, I never really smoked or do weed or drank. So I'm just really myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, now I have, did you grow up only child? Two sisters and one brother. So I'm, my my older sister is from my dad's side, but my family, so it's my sister, me, I'm I'm in the middle, and my brother is the youngest. I'm the, I'm the middle <laughs> child, too. Um, interesting, yeah, because I grew up two years apart from both of my sisters. I'm the middle child. I have a younger and an older. The younger sister um, stayed the longest with me. The older one, she started to, like go to Jamaica when she was like 14. She was there when she was 15. She came back when she was mm -hmm. like around 16 or so. Um, started to live outside of the house. So we didn't, um, we weren't like living with her for like a good chunk of like a few years. So um, when I used to do things when I was younger, my mom would only allow us to do things if I was with my sister because she also believed that if there were two of us, it'll just be a lot harder for things to happen. And thankfully, you know, she was right. Uh, we did a lot of stuff together. We did a lot of things. As we got older, she increasingly gave us more and more freedom. And I think that she was just trying to train us to understand that like more age and, you know, more maturity becomes more responsibility. So that that progression helped me to not do like the whole thing when you're you know like you're 20 years old you're finally out of your parents house and you go crazy because you never you know like that whole drastic thing was something that never happened because as I got older like she i slowly, had to like, fight for my time. freedom i had to fight and say no i'm 23 years old at 23 years i couldn't even go out 23 oh my god i am gonna go out you can be mad but i'm 23 now so i have i had to fight for my independence and a lot of Haitian women can tell you that they had to fight for their independence. A lot of Haitian women really started going out like in their late 20s, 26, 27, because even early on, they still kept it tight. So like, but I, I'm like, nah. <laughs> At 23 years old, I had like my boyfriend. This is one of the best years of my life. Like I truly was really home because I was never really out. <laughs> so I really took my independence and it felt good really good that's it mm. yeah that's awesome. yeah i i i love that for you <laughs> i think that 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 definitely pours into like who you are as a strong woman to begin with like just oh. expressing what you want what makes you feel good my family you know? everybody knows that jodel's gonna 
speak her mind. Now I always tell my parents, I always tell, I don't want you to think that I'm disrespecting you. I don't want you to think because I'm speaking my mind or saying what I think should should be done or, you know, your tone was wrong. I don't want you to think that I am disrespecting you, but I have my own mind and I have my own ways of doing things. So anybody would be looking at me like, because my family have reunions, so like meetings, everybody, you know, if there's a disagreement, everybody would sit and talk about it and like fix it. And that, I still have that in me. Whenever I work with my team and there's something that goes wrong, we all have to sit down. I learned that when I was little. So, so I would be like speaking like this. I don't think you guys should have said this to me or like the way your tone was wasn't right. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, she has, she really <laughs> has some guts, this girl. But I was always like that. I always had my own mind and I would always speak up and say what I have to say. And if you're mad and you're mad, but that's, I have to. I cannot keep it inside of me. Basically, I just have to say it. <laughs> Even when I used to work, I used to go to travel agent. I would put my coworker on the side. I'm like, "Hey, you had an attitude with me earlier. Don't do it again." And my eyes would be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, don't do it again." Okay, but yeah, I mean, not to start anything, but I will just let you know how I feel, and then I'll move on from it. Once I express myself, I don't hold any grudges. I move on. Yeah, but I have to say how I feel. Yeah, I think that that that's just it. Like, if I can speak on it, I'm good. But if I can't speak on it, then I hold it. It's gonna for choke a very, me, and I know time. that's when I, you know, I used to have those crazy and you know, angry episodes where I would blow up because I kept too much inside of me. A certain, you know, at a certain time in my life. I don't do that anymore. I still allow myself to express myself in the moment when something goes wrong. I think that's the healthiest way to deal with certain disagreements or issues the best way. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, if like, it's not like the day after, then it's like it's it's too long. Or, or I, in the moment, or I, whenever yeah. it's the right time, just don't hold it for too long. Mm-hmm. I definitely started to do that. I think that like the last, straw for me to work on my communication was really to give myself a voice that I always had but I feel like along the way of me like living different places studying uh you know 600 miles away and and then going overseas and just doing all these things separated myself from my family I felt like there was like a lot of my communication that I just had issues with not with anybody else but somehow i just like created this idea in my mind that i had a problem speaking to my family the way that i would speak to my friends so i think that like reconditioning myself to have a voice and to speak up and to understand that i'm respected and like my family loves me and respects my mind and respects my voice and they want to hear what i have to say if i have to say it i'm giving myself the you know permission to take up room in any place that I am at, including that space, too. So. Everybody treats you because you, you have a voice. <laughs> they just know how to address you, and that's, that's how it should, it should be. So we are at 9 o'clock. We could take any questions that people have. Take, I, I can see any. I don't see your comments. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there were some comments that were coming up, but it was like, 
I don't know, 30 minutes ago. So if anybody has any more comments, you can put it in the question box, which is on the bottom right hand corner of the screen. It has a little question mark. Or you can type it in the chat. Um, just wait for any questions to be generated so that we can answer them. You can address them to Jodel or you can address them to me or both of us um, before we end for this evening. It was a wonderful talk. Let us know. <laughs> As always. I know that can go on for hours. <laughs> so let us know. But in the meantime, what are you working on? What things can we expect from you in 2022? And what are a few things that all of us can support? Um, so happening? I am, you know, I went through a rebranding process this year from becoming a muse to essential creator. And, and now to building my brand, which is, you know, helping other creators providing content to sensual enthusiasts like people that are into sensuality helping women so next year i am going to have my first workshop in new york um, yeah in april Yay. so i'm gonna announce it probably in january or before the year ends but i think it's gonna be in january um so i'm working on doing workshops doing like a little university where i teach women how to be sensual what sensual is i mean sensuality is you know all of that within the you know i'll have like different modules but these are the things that i'm working on having my product line out which i think i shared with you right i, don't know. Mm -hmm. I think no yes so i have my own product line coming out so like my goal is to shift into becoming a brand providing content and like sensual products because i just want to do everything that is, that are sensual i want people to be able to come to me and be like hey i want this kind of product and i have it and be able to just you know keep on feeding people to live this lifestyle this sensual. so in the next, mm -hmm. next few years that's mm -hmm. that's where i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do that's my goal and if you want to support me, like right now, I don't, I have my only fans. There's people who like, like um, consuming, streaming, sensual content. You can purchase, you know, posters. And you can donate to me, my link in bio. You can purchase my merch. And I had a lot of people this, this December who purchased my merch. And from Nigeria, Nigerian people do support me a lot, and I love you guys for that. Thank you. I have a lot of people from Nigeria like support me. I'm very. This year was just a very good year for me, transitioning, becoming who I am, and being secure. My body, like my work, helped me. So it's it's been good. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to that. I'm excited. I know that everything you do, like you said, you put your all in. It's 100. percent So I'm excited for everything to come into fruition 2023 you've been working hard i saw the transition and been following you for a couple of years now so like the leaps and the bounds and the jumps and also like us talking privately and you telling me about the whole world on your only fans and how much stuff you do with streaming yeah. and the content you create i just i love how my fans and i know it's really even better like, that's one of the best that's the best part of my journey honestly is the way my friends not my fans support me and how they just build me up, help me expand as well. So that's something I'm really, really grateful for. They were new people and like, you know, support me financially, support me with like mood boards, like they would, you know, refer me to people. So all of that is something that I'm proud of because I have that connection with them.
So mm -hmm. I am proud of you too for you know blossoming. You look better. <laughs> Your work is getting better and you're like you're you have a glow to you. It seems like you're happier now. Like you're at a place in your life where you, you know what you you know, you know what you wanna do. Maybe you have your base, you know what your business is gonna be about. So that's the feeling. And I, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that I am just laser focused on exactly what I wanna do. Um I think a lot of it is like the recalibrating I keep on speaking about and just becoming just more settled. But I also know that like I already feel settled in a lot of ways. And I know that I know what the next steps are going to be in order for me to do all the different things on my list, you know, because like you said, like you, you're a brand and you want merch and then you also yeah. have services and you want to be amused and like all like things that you do. So yeah, that are aligned in order for you to give those services and that merchandise and that branding and like everything that you want to give, you are settled enough in order to like do all that stuff seamlessly. So I know the trajectory of like where I am and what I'm doing is to show my top notch work, you know, and to yeah. to have other people look at me like, okay, yeah, fashion model, yes, lingerie model, yes, like muse, you know, like see me and recognize me for the amazing work. You're, you're one of the best. Like know. your modeling is one of the best out there. You're, you show up with this thing that comes out of you every time you pose. It's, I don't know what to say. You're like situated within yourself. You're like, it feels like you know what it is, what time it is. Like, hello, I this and that, whatever that might be. You're like. I love that in mm -hmm. your work. I, it's, I told you that. Thank you. So, it's very mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that, like, what you were saying earlier about being a sensual person and just you are so present with yourself that you know yourself so much because you're always learning yourself because you're present with yourself that you don't want to be anybody but yourself. Yes, like, I, that is how I feel. Like, being super super rooted in who I am and what I do that is how I feel like I I know that there is nobody better than me because I'm the best but I'm not the best because I'm shitting on anybody else I'm the best because I know who I am and I love who That's I am I because feel. I know who I am let's just say congratulations to the both of, both of us for reaching this height this peak in our career and with, with ourselves it is it takes a lot of work I want women that are watching us to know that it's not it, it's not gonna happen magically you really have to work on yourself. And, you know, being sensual is a big part of it as well. Don't listen to anybody. Do it your way. Explore yourself. Love yourself. But you can become secure and you can work with other women and love them and just, you know, be around other people and just be you. You're never going to lose you. You know, once you do the work, you're, I promise you'll never lose you anymore. And that's the most um, important thing for me now and the most thing that I'm grateful for that being a i know that i'm not gonna lose yes. myself anymore yes mm -hmm. Ashe. so we do have one question from a friend of mine heart vacation he says do you feel like dating a caribbean man or a caribbean woman is different 
versus dating a black American from so one another. You want to answer or should I answer? I, I dated you two can black that. Americans and it's de- it was definitely different than dating um, a Caribbean man because I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing them, but this was my experience with the two Americans that I dated. There seems to be a sort of carelessness that I'm not used to like a lack of empathy a lack of vulnerability that I didn't like I'm used to people opening up to me and like talking to me and when they bothered by something like black American, black Americans are like I don't care they like this thing I, I don't give a fuck I don't care like this is not healthy in relationships because for a relationship to work you have to be vulnerable you can be like I don't give a fuck you have to give a fuck because you're in the relationship. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. You have to give a hell because you're in that relationship. You're putting your time, sharing your body with that person. You do care. So acting like we don't care is not healthy. So I, I'm not used to that because I care. Um, I'm a caring person. You know, I have to, you really have to do something really bad to me for me to be like, I don't care. And I, at that point, I'm not gonna be in a relationship anymore. But I care. And I think that's something I didn't like about dating and like that interesting it's interesting because i don't think i've dated a lot of caribbean men or i think the caribbean men who i have dated have all been americanized so to your point i don't even know if there has been a separation for me because there has always been a black american experience to the caribbean men who i have dated i will say that i have dated a lot of people outside of my race, ethnicity, and culture. And I've traveled to 16 different countries and I've dated in like at least half of them or at least seen people or have had lovers in at least half of them. And experiencing people in these different countries um, has definitely given me a different perspective of not only how my body is appreciated, which has given me more confidence to bring back home to other people who happen to have this black American experience, um, which I think that discourse definitely kind of changes the trajectory of how they connect to me. But when you mention the lack of vulnerability and the fact that there is some type of like closed off energy, um, I can say true to that. I can say that that's, that has definitely been an experience for me. I'm very open, obviously. <laughs> and I speak very candidly and I am very honest and everything that's, that's on my mind, I usually <laughs> say. And so I think that like, if you are someone who is not comfortable doing all of those things, which happens to be um, a very black American experience in general, men and women, I think in general, but particularly with men who I have dealt with, um, even the Caribbean men who I know, I just think that like, there has not been a difference for me, I would say. There has not been a difference for me when it came to the Caribbean men and the Black American men because they have ha- they have been living a similar life experience, um, in my opinion, here in America to the point where mm-hmm. they have just mm-hmm. become assimilated to being the like, same I, type of man. Strictly, um, Haitian men were born in Haiti, so there's a difference because they are, like, from there, born there, came here, so... I could tell the difference right off the back because that's, that's one of the years when I first came here in America. I could tell 
was just mm -hmm. unattractive to me. Yeah. I don't like when you feel something, you pretend not to feel it because you don't want to be vulnerable or you don't want to show your emotions. I don't, I'm not used to that. Like, I'm just not used to it. If you care about something, just show that you care. That way you don't lose a person, you know. But a lot of people have issues expressing their emotion. They rather they rather be petty. They rather be mean. And I'm not used to this. It's to me is ugly um, energy. It's an ugly, very ugly energy. I don't like. It. That's why I don't come in the shade shade room. Sometimes it's that energy that I'm. This is not me. I'm not wired to be this way. So whoever I'm dating, mm -hmm. and if I see that you have that in you, I can't date you. It was really nice to me treating me like a prince, princess, but when we had issues, it's a whole like he would just like shut me down and like not let me express myself, not express himself. And like I said to you, I grew up in a family when we have issues, we would just sit and talk. So, like, me not having that with my partner is already a big no. So, that was like a turn off for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, it's interesting because I recently was talking to someone who was born in Haiti, but came here when he was eight. And again, I felt like that assimilation of like, he's very connected to his roots, um, even when it came, when it comes to like, very, um, like native, you know, African connection and religion mm -hmm. to like the Haitian culture like that, that was all very true for him. But there was still this closed offness. There was still like him not expressing himself. There was still like a time limit on how much he told me or a restriction on like how much he told me. Like if he, if he thought he was doing too much, he stopped. And I'm like, we're not in high school, baby. Like we are grown as fuck. Like I, it's gonna, it's giving, you're gonna have to talk to me or this is not gonna work. Um, and it did not work. But like that, that frustrates me because of who I am. Like I cannot be that person that holds back. Like I can't, I can't be that person that's like, oh, I'm just not going to tell him how I feel. If I I'm have to feel that way, I can't. That's me. I just there's so much so free. Why can't we just express ourselves and say what the issue is? My biggest issue with a lot of people is like they don't want to say what the issue is, and the lack of ego. Of vulnerable we we're able to just be vulnerable like just like me if something bothers me to the point i have to cry i'm gonna cry i have no issues a thousand people are seeing me cry like i have no issues with that it doesn't make me weak i'm just expressing and removing something that bothered me i'm just comfortable with my emotions whatever it is so being with someone that doesn't have that lack of empathy you know like can't express their emotion can't say what it is so no for me like those guys I really only did it a comp like three months. That's it. Like I'm, and another thing about me, I'm just very. I move fast. My mom just was like, "Wait, didn't you? <laughs> weren't you dating a guy?" And that's why they say we're whores because we're not gonna waste time. If you want to say that that I'm a whore because I'm moving from one person, why waste time with one person that's like you want evolve, you want change, you don't want to express yourself. Like, what's the point? We cannot communicate. Sorry, I just bye. On to the I'm the same way. I saw this meme that was just like one week. Girl, oh my god, let me tell you about <laughs> one week later. Girl, never mind. That's me. Bless like you. that's me all day because I am I and to like when 
you said that it's very hard for someone to be a lover in your life and to hold that position i resonate with that so much like it's very hard to be in my life and be a lover of mine because i also am a sapiosexual and it also is about like very like energy for me and i am now in the point and in the space where like i want my sexual experiences to be predominantly sensual and i want it to be predominantly energetic and i want someone to have an engagement with me where it's like transcendent and like out of body you know and i feel like people are so regular like no tea no shade but people are mad regular and like the way that they engage with their own body is not intuitive enough for you to even engage with mine and so i am very comfortable like taking as much time as i need in order to find someone who is as conscious um and i feel like that's going to be in a space where i am also flowing with everything else that i want to connect to you know when it comes to my professional life when it comes to my business when it comes to a bigger network a better network you know a more people more travel um it's, i think it that is it's all me. going to align that's just how i feel too like i can't really be around people that are not like me anymore like I'm not going to shrink myself or diminish my lights just so you, you, you could just put me in a, you know, in a position where I'm not able to express myself. Yeah, I do understand everything you just said. I relate to it so much that I could go months. I remember when I became a muse, I spent almost seven, like, I'm not going to say seven years, but like almost five years without being with a bunch of people. I, was, I had only one person, one lover. Was, it was enough for me. I can't, you know, spread myself thin. And then you're not going to meet me halfway. Especially when it comes to giving you my body. Like, I, I'm, I mm -hmm. focus on having, you know, experiencing pleasure. Giving you pleasure and I want pleasure. Like, not just, you know, or, you know reaching orgasms. and that's what, Like, that's good too. But that's not my goal when I'm having sex. Like, I really focus on intimacy. I really focus on connecting with you. Conversations, like other things quality time like just laying next to each other filling up each other you know what i'm saying so if i cannot get these things and like get them in depth not just doing it just for five seconds and then just move on and like no i need it longer like you it needs to be in depth for me you know really spend time getting to know me getting inside of my head like arousing me mentally and then we can see about me opening up and when i open up you're gonna have the best time for sure <laughs> best of me because right. it's much better to give the best of me than just having a bunch of small relationships here and there and then giving like half of me i'm half satisfied and it's just not what i want i'm i don't want these things and i re never really had them either i never really mm -hmm. yeah i would say that i don't think i've ever like been so preoccupied with someone else that I wasn't able to give who I was to somebody like that. That's never happened to me. Like anything that I have ever done, I've done to the capacity in which I can do them. And it has allowed me to be whole in doing them. Um, I think that like when it comes to sensuality, it's so powerful. And that's the type of work that I want to do. Like, I think also with me, continuing my my movement work continuing my performance work continuing my film work you know all the works that i do i want to become a somatic sexologist and really become a master in um healing and providing therapy 
for the body for people. And I want to specialize in sensual play and sensation play. And I want to have people understand what you just mentioned. Like reaching an orgasm is cool, but I want to allow people to understand that you can create the erogenous zone over the entire body and have a orgasmic body experience that has nothing to do with your genitalia. Like, and if you can... Can can you if you can zoom into that you know pigeonhole into that focus into that understand that then you can be much more aware that your experiences with other people go way beyond what what you see in a mainstream pornography video and like that is my goal like to have you understand that your body is your pleasure filled and it has nothing to do with your butt your vulva your penis or your breast like you, you the rest of you is still like so much more to explore you know um and having that consciousness is the type of partner that i want and it's very, it's very rare like, sometimes to find. i'm then having sex with a guy and i'm so happy i didn't have an orgasm but i feel so fulfilled because like you know of the way they he touched me and the pleasure that i felt like how i felt connected to him these things matter to us women it's not just like we're lay, we lay our body there and then we and then huh and then that's it no <laughs> there's more to it for women we love feeling valued like that giving your woman that kind of love connection pleasure that's how we feel valued not just like you know reaching all that certain women do say they have to reach. everybody's different some women have that but mm -hmm. for me those other things matter just as much i don't always have an orgasm mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep same here i think that like that full body experience, like tantalizing the senses and really delving deep into spending as much time as possible, like to the point where there is no end goal. It's literally the journey that is the whole point of the experience. A like, lot of people don't know about, about these things. Too. A lot of people don't know about the zones, like to touch in a woman's body. Like they don't, they don't know. They have to be taught. So a lot of people just think like sex is moving your clothes, kissing a little bit, touching a little bit, and then entering the person. Da 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 da. da. And then that's it. No, that's not what it is. There's just more to it. And you really have to be patient with your partner to get to know them, to know what they love and do what they love and spend more time together and explore each other's body. We have to be explored. Like, come on. I mean, I'll be telling guys, listen, look at me, honey. <laughs> you really don't let me be bougie. And I mean, you gotta do it. Do it like I like it. And I'm a, another thing, I cannot fake it. If you're not doing I'm oh sit on the bed and absolutely not extra you because you're not doing it right. Like and you have to be comfortable with that. So yeah. I wanna be treated the proper way. I wanna feel valued when I have sex. I wanna feel like I'm I'm a woman and I am being taken by this beautiful man. It has to be this whole like thing in my head, you know? I mean, don't cancel my fantasy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that beautiful fantasy like so it's important for me that you're the person that I'm with understand that yeah yeah I think that like sometimes when I talk to people about my sexual experiences I think also that's another 
place I want to delve into. Because I was thinking too that like, you know, I've had a lot of different sexual experiences that are kind of like these sescapades that I would love to share and I would love to have it on a platform like OnlyFans or Patreon where people can tune in and like listen to me express myself and my erotic stories because I have a lot of them. And I feel like a lot of the reasons why I have a lot of them is because I'm always led by my own pleasure and always live by my own comfort. And I think too, comfort is super important. Comfort is more important than experience. And I feel like a lot of people don't tune into that reality. A lot of people are just like, well, I, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't do that much or I haven't done that much. And your body will allow you to do everything it needs to do if you're comfortable, but it won't if you're uncomfortable. And if you think that it is only resting in experience, then you're going to put all of your faith into somebody else who's done things a lot that has nothing to do I, with your body or making your exactly. body feel like it needs to be. So that's what it why is. I always, you know, you made me realize something. This is why I always like, you know, nice conversations. That because these things allow my mind. Because I have my mind is my strongest point, like my strongest asset, I would say. So I'm always guarded here. So if you can have a conversation with me, allow me to just like calm down a little bit, you will see me open up to you. Me. So comfort yes. is very important. Like I think men should think about creating like this safe environment for their women, allow them to like just be, you know become feminine because you know we have so much we do during during the day. We have to return to our body to you. So if you create that like safe environment for us, it doesn't have to be like crazy romantic but just something with low lights you know soft music and you talk to her and you allow her to talk to you and you know you know looking in each other's eyes and everything that is something that's so good to me comfort and that's how i open up physically that's how you can start touching me but if there's nothing like that for me you just come and touch me no <laughs> so I mean for some women it works but for me it just doesn't work because I'm here yeah I'm not in physical like that I'm the same way I'm the same way I think that like and because I'm so energetic like oh one small change and I'm like okay well the energy's off <laughs> I was so close I could literally, you could, you could be like on the precipice of insertion just and one I, thing messes yes. up and oh I'm like, God. I this can't. This is what I don't like it. when people just go down on me because I'm very particular and very sensitive and one thing you do, I'm turned off. Everything shuts down. Like, just do something else. Like, that's it. That's just, that's it. Guys need to know that. I mean, one little, it's not like the, the clitoris and vulva and the vagina, it's not the same thing as the penis. It's different parts of it, different ways to simulate it. Any, like, you know, crazy touch, if you go too hard or too slow, it might just turn, turn you on. Mm -hmm. I mean, turn you off. So, very important to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Anything else, people of the corn? We're ending that on don't make any sudden moves that might be the detriment <laughs> to your sexual experience. Might just it come just to might just, okay. you know, turn the, the lady off. Mm -hmm. 
Nancy. So if you weren't tuned in before, Jodelle mentioned all the wonderful things she'll be doing in 2023. She's going to be showcasing more of her work and transition into more branding, providing more services. She has her first workshop in New York coming up in April. So we'll be sure to tune into her. She has an OnlyFans if you'd like to support her, stream her. Um, and watch her sensual content. Uh, she's going to be building a university to teach women how to be sensual and how to tap into that power with themselves so that they can be fully who they are, be more present with who they are, more confident with who they are. And we just love to see it. So check her out. Tune into her. I'm going to tag her and save this live. I will also be posting this live on YouTube and I'll be having the audio of this live on all podcast platforms, including Spotify. So until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Oh. Love you lots. And Bye. <laughs>